Hello, my name is Grant. And my name is Nathan. And we review movies even though we have no right reviewing movies. Also, for clarification, we did that twice because <laughs> Grant screwed up. I can't talk the first time well anytime. I guess not. Wow, that that's like an Anchorman quote. Is that an Anchorman? I've never seen that Straight movie. Straight up, that's like it works 40% of the time every time. That's That was you. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. Oh, it's so great. That's got to be another one we watch. Or you watch on your own time. Maybe. If it's on Netflix, we'll get it done. It might Um, be. So you're listening to us after 15 minutes of trying to configure a mic when we realized we had to switch the channel. So that's where we are right now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how have you, how's your life been? Um. In the, in the four hours I haven't seen you in, how's your life been? Um, my math 124 grade's about to slowly unravel. Okay, mine too. And um, well, my my math two ninety nine, but yeah. Ooh, you're in your two hundreds. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh man, wow. I, I mean, mean, I'm gonna be in stats two hundred like next semester, but uh, I think that I'm taking that next year. Actually, fun fact: actuaries have to take more math classes than math majors. How do you feel about that? Great, because I don't have to take that much math. Yeah, I have to take both of them anyway, so, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it's. I think it's so. I think it's so weird. And, like, I get, like, the extra classes are, like, finance and economics classes. Well, yeah. Those are technically the math classes you have to take otherwise. But it's weird that you don't have to take those as a math major. I don't find that weird, to really? be honest. Because if you're going into business, like, purely business, that is strictly the business field. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need much math other than, like, basic algebra, maybe, like, some calculus, but not that much. And for math majors, I don't even know what jobs you can get. A math major. So uh, you, can suck a, it. you can be a math. You can be a math teacher. Wow! You can be a math. The greatest thing of all time. There I'm are like telling s- you. statisticians and mathematicians who like do stuff for companies that calculate numbers. Wow! Mm. It sounds like the penultimate of jobs. Hey, listen. Like, my goodness. They must have the best social lives. I feel like that was a dig. It is a total dig. All right, all right. It is the biggest dig. I mean, I know business is the most dude bro degree of all time, but. At least we know how to party. On that note, after offending Grant, all right, this podcast is canceled. Speaking of this podcast, I'd like to thank you all, uh, the one listener besides me who listens to these podcasts. Oh my god! Uh, so if it's you, his grandma. It's my grandma. It's not my grandma. <laughs> if you pull up our, our um, cast box statistics, um, we have two plays. One of them is me, and so there's some other person that I don't know about watching our podcast. I think that's impressive. That is something. I uploaded impressive. that this morning, so I'll take it, man. That was a good that was a good breakfast, I'm telling you. That was a good breakfast. Also, our SoundCloud has two plays, one of which is from me, so one of somebody else played that one too. I feel like we're doing good. We have two plays already. Oh wow. Let me tell you. Well, oh. three in the last seven days, so exactly. my gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a website now, um, because I needed to make one to host our podcast. That'll be linked below in the show notes. So let's get into it. Kingsman and the Secret Service, what are your thoughts? Another movie I absolutely love. I saw this in the theaters with my mom, and she totally hated it. But I absolutely loved it. This reminds me of Quentin Tarantino, like, 100% of the Mm -hmm. time. Like, just from the dialogue to the action to the violence, it's all there, and it's all fantastic. Right. I really like this movie, too. Uh, I saw this in the theaters, I think it was, like, my freshman year of high school. Yeah, that's Um, it. It was a good time. I saw it with my friends, and I remember that day my friend who invited me asked someone out and got rejected. So like, ooh, he he needed it. He took an L. I but then he bounced back. He took an L. No, he watched the movie and then took an L. 
Oh. So we took a dub, oh. then an L. Oh, that's sad. So yeah. wait, like, by the rules of PEMDAS and things, do they, like, They cancel, cancel out? out? Yeah, they cancel yeah, okay. out. okay, all right. So, like, an, a dub is a negative L, or an L is a negative dub. Yeah, okay. So right. he, right now, he, broke, he broke even on that day. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I do most days. I, so, try, I try to go plus most days. Um, where were we? General thoughts. Uh, yeah, I haven't even gotten past the I general think thoughts. We got we got sidetracked when I mentioned the big the big dub. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this movie's really good. I really liked it. Also, I'd like to point out that uh, this is the second week in a row that we are talking about a movie that's based on a comic book that not a lot of people know are based on a comic book. Yeah, that actually is the case. Except Scott Pilgrim, I think, is a little more popular, like arguably, than the Kingsman comic book. I think Scott Pilgrim is more. Let me think. Well known. No, I think Kingsman is a more popular movie, but I think Scott Pilgrim is more well liked by those who like it. Yeah. Okay. And especially with like Kingsman Two, the mixed reviews that that. Got. Yeah, Kingsman Two. We are not reviewing Kingsman Two yet. We're not yet. Once we run out of good movies, we'll review Kingsman Two. <laughs> well, Kingsman Two. I like the second half of it a lot. I like the second half a lot. I, I, it's just you have to get past the first half. Yeah, and they, I feel like they couldn't... They, they didn't have to reveal the biggest twist of the movie in the friggin' trailer. What was the... What was, I don't watch trailers. What was that, that was... Okay, so spoiler alert for, like, this entire thing. Yeah, just a spoiler alert for the rest of the podcast, actually. Yeah, good point. So, when Harry dies in this one... Oh, and he comes... And they come back, and they revealed that plot twist in the trailer. Oh, that's... Stupid. Like, launch trailer. I'm not talking, like, bit down the road. I'm talking, like, this was the first trailer yeah. ever released for the movie, and they gave up one of the biggest twists. That's Yeah, that was that's poor decision. That was super dumb. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's start off... With breakdown. With, with the breakdown of the movie, uh, yep. The intro. The intro is awesome. Well, the intros are always awesome. Well, yeah, but this movies. one is especially awesome. They, it starts with, like, the, um, the castle... Crumbling and the crumbling castle reveals like the credits. Yes, that's a really sick animation. It's so great. Like I, it's been a while since I've seen this movie. I and I, was, I, I thought I was thinking about Kingsman two when you were when you, you were going through this, and I'm like, wait a minute, we're not doing Kingsman two. We're doing what's Kingsman the intro one. For, what's the intro for Kingsman two? The intro for Kingsman two has. I, I can't entirely remember at this point. I know there was like a really cool transition between a bag of weed and like the forest base. Yes, I remember. Yeah. That. I know there were the, that was part of it, but yeah. I, okay, I got my movies mixed up. I remember thinking that was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for the original Kingsman, yes, I do know that scene, and I love that scene to death. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, the grenade that uh, the terrorist has, I don't think that was really any danger to anybody. Yes, it was. Well, it was. Well, I think that if they could have run out of the room, they would have been fine. Do, do you know, like, the actual, like, explosive power of a grenade? Their Not bodies like- were still intact when they blew up. Which, that is probably BS, but okay. Like, All I am saying is that I think that Eggsy's dad died for nothing. No, Eggsy's dad died for the plot. He died, yes, he died but, for the plot. But no, like, the actual destructive power of a grenade, like, it's no, huge. And tra- it, shrapnel goes, like, yards. Yeah, okay, maybe shrapnel then. Yeah, it's the shrapnel. Okay. That, that's why he threw himself onto the grenade. That's why anyone throws themselves onto a grenade, so that the explosive radius is, like, decreased. By the person's body. And they catch the shrapnel. Yes. Okay. All right. I retract my statement. You should. That being said, that grenade did not look like it blew up very much. It honestly didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I get he was covering it, but... Yep. Also, uh, the mother... After that scene, that Eggsy's dad is blown up and shrapnelized. 
Harry goes. Harry is the mentor of Colin. Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Yes, I love Colin Firth. Colin Firth is the mentor of Eggsy's dad, uh, and he goes to Eggsy's mother and Eggsy and offers them like, "Hey, here's a token. You need anything, we will get it for you." And she's like, "I don't, I don't want it. I want my husband back." Like, you can't have that. Just take the token. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, okay. Your bedside manner is like. You should become a medical student right now, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, it's like, he's dead. He's not coming back. Well, yes. There is nothing anybody can do. Yes, but it's part do. of the grieving process. Well, like, people... yeah, but I, I know I can't ask someone to think logically when they're under that much stress. Right. But take the chip. You never know what you're going to need and that for. And she did take the chip. No, Eggsy took the chip. Oh, Eggsy took the Yeah, right. No, yes, because he bent down to Eggsy and was like, here... Take this. Your mom's being an idiot. Yes. But, okay. Listen, yeah, I, do I understand that. why she would say no, but that's a dumb move. I mean, okay, yeah, it is a slightly idiotic move, but I can I can get her emotions based on the situation. So after that, then she ends up with this, like, cockney-like stereotypical well, wait, British. Wait, there's a scene in between then. Is there? Yeah, it's the Mark Hamill interrogation. Oh, Oh, so God's sake, how did I forget that one? Yeah. No, that was the like the best scene in the opener. Okay, yeah. Yep. No. So next, uh Mark Hamill is in a mountain. A um, chateau. In a chateau. Uh Mark Hamill is in a chateau, uh, being watched by some security guards when Lancelot, uh all the secret agents have King Arthur names, nice of the round table. The current Lancelot goes and Lancelot comes and just wrecks everybody's house. Takes the takes the a drink and just drinks and is like cool. It's an awesome scene. Um, but Lancelot is an idiot because he hears a doorbell and his immediate thought is not, oh, someone's at the door. I need to get ready to kill them. His immediate thought is, oh, I wonder if that's my wife coming home for tea. No, he just casually walks over and then gets cut in half. That was a really gross visual, but I love that visual they didn't so even much. Show the like any blood of his, and that's weird. No, that, I think, first off. That's straight up, like, lightsaber cutting someone's hand off, except, like, you, yeah. can't, you can't say it was cauterized immediately. I'm just imagining that, what's her name, Gazelle? Gazelle. I'm imagining Gazelle's metal legs are, like, an atom thick. Oh, like one of those, like, super, like, small, yeah. thin blades, mm-hmm. like, you'd use for, like, cutting an apple? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Oh, there's this girl with metal legs. I'm assuming you guys have watched this movie before, right? I think that's... Is that a good assumption or no? You're you're asking a rhetorical question to an audience I'm that, asking you. Oh. I mean, yes, I'd assume that you guys know the general plot if okay. you're watching these things, but we go over it for you just in case you haven't. Okay, okay. Sam Jackson is awesome in this movie. Um, With the best lisp like the world has ever seen. He just wa- I'm sure he just wanted to play a character with a lisp and no one was had the balls to say no. Because who says no to Sam Jackson? No one says no to Sam Jackson. But it works. It does. And uh, I like the character decision that they made to make him not like violence. That is a very, very interesting character choice, especially for his plan. Mm-hmm. Like, that that actually is like the duality thing. I, I, do, I did enjoy that. I thought that was a good character choice. Also, I thought Mark Hamill looked so looked so scared in that scene. It was it was great. Well, that's the point. Well, I know he's that's an actor and all that, but he looked so genuinely like the, beyond acting. He was like, "Why is Sam Jackson talking to me with an accent? Am I about to die?" <laughs> Dude, Samuel Jackson talking to anybody would just it would like scare the pants off of everyone. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Also, he just watched a person get cut in half. I think yeah. anyone would, like, crap their pants if they saw that. Mm-hmm. Low-key. 
So after the interrogation of Mark Hamill, then there's the council scene where the knights talk about Lancelot's death. And they just totally roasted him. They totally... It's, they're so mean to him. They're so mean. And then they mean. turn... Arthur, I think that's the head guy. Arthur yeah. just turns to... He turns to... Find Gal- a better replacement. No, he's like, turns to Galahad, you suck at your job. Go find a better replacement than Lancelot. I love when he says, go find a better replacement. I'm like, really? You're going to find a better replacement so, for an elite military group? That's like, so mean. Okay, That's fine. so mean. Also, be, like, I don't know if Arthur watched, like, the playthrough back of when he just absolutely murdered, like, five guys yeah. and caught the drink. Did they miss that part, or what? I mean, it's a sin to waste good scotch, but, like, the, the reflexes for that are just incredible. Like, to go ahead and catch that while killing everyone else, that's, like, some James Bond-type stuff, and then he gets cut in half. They're so mean to Harry. <laughs> they're, they're mean to everyone in this movie. Um, because it's British. Yeah. Speaking of which, the Eggsy intro, uh, the Eggsy intro, Eggsy and everybody surrounding him. Oh, they're so... They are so British. They are so British. They are so British. Oh, man. Like, I, I get it. I get he's supposed to be, like, rough around the edges, like, not from this, like, uptight neighborhood, but mm-hmm. really... You couldn't have, like, turned the accent down just the hair? Well, I mean, if you know you're going to be advertising to American audiences, I think in general it's a bad business move to give them an accent that they're not really going to understand. I mean, good point. I mean, I, like, can... I said turn the accent down, not, like, go full cockney on this. That's, no, but... that's not what I'm saying. I, I'm just mean... But no, they, they can understand it because it's been turned down a fair yeah. bit. Like He's just very... He's very British. He's and very British. Well, it, they're it all makes... very British. Yes, they are all the most British people I've ever seen in my life. They... Also, of, co- like, of course, they make it so it's like, oh, yeah, Eggsy's household life is crap. By, like, the most stereotypical shots and, like, things ever. Like, the baby crying, there being alcohol and, like, mm-hmm. everywhere. And, like, it's so obvious it's painful. Hmm. After that, um, so Eggsy's mother has a new guy, and he is an awful person. Yeah. Um, as is tradition. Um, as is tradition for bounce backs, yeah. He starts, like, hooking up with her in front of him. Wait, in front of Eggsy? They start like he starts like kissing her neck and stuff. Yeah, that is so awkward. I mean, it, they really want to sell this guy as like, oh, I mean, someone's gonna come and kick his butt later, and it's gonna be really good. I believe it, but it's just, I know he's so, he's so bad. He's I know. so irritating. I know. Well, that's the point of the character. Mm-hmm. After that, they go. Exy goes to a bar with his friends it's and the pub. It, uh, it's the pub, man. After it's, that, it's <laughs> Eggsy goes to the pub with his friends, and uh, they, for some reason, do not leave when they see his the douchebag's sons and his friends. They're there, too. They somehow don't want to leave when they see the douchebag and his sons there. Yeah, they're, they're having a good time. Yeah, I wouldn't but, want to leave either. Why would you? Like, you know you're going to get into a fight. Yeah, you like, know you're gonna get into. A yeah, fight. but I've got friends there to back me up, and they've got would? two other guys. They've got like four guys there. Yeah, good point. They get but beat like, up. I'm just saying. But if, if I everyone was... gets into a bar fight, then it won't matter. Because that's not everyone... how this works. That's this not is... how any of this works. This is how this works, good sir. Eggsy jacks his car. Why <laughs> does he assume the car going wild outside is his? Well, he just kinda... really, like we just went over this. So like, because Eggsy's totally like ticked off because this kid's being a 
being yeah, like, but like I mean okay being a I, jerk and like if you hear uh, like a car going wild outside I don't think he assumes it's his I think he's just going out there because like to see what Eggsy's doing because he, sw- he watched him leave mm-hmm. so like yeah of course he's gonna do something to your car okay maybe maybe but um, that whole scene where he's driving through the streets of London like backwards while being chased by the cops great scene mm-hmm. like if I can give Kingsman a prop for anything it's the car scenes in like both movies I am like sh- oh they're so good I am shocked that they managed to drive backwards for so long and not hit anything hey man it just shows Eggsy's proficiency at like doing spy type things You're, and like- it's establishing his like proficiency in things as a character very early on no I'm sure I'm just I would like to comment if I ever attempted to drive backwards for that length of time I would turn the steering wheel to the right thinking it'll go right and then it goes left because it goes opposite yeah it's like oh no and then I die I mean yes I would do the exact same thing too I might last a little longer than you but I would still die oh shut up uh, they save a cat and then Eggsy gets thrown. They, in jail. they save a cat, which I'm I so think is the dumbest decision in the. I mean, like, animal lovers will disagree, but like, just run over the cat, man. Just wash it off later. We're gonna get peated. I don't care if we get peated. <laughs> Peta's gonna come for us. Yeah, so what? Let him come. All right. Well, after that, Eggsy is thrown in jail, uh, and he calls the Kingsman. You wasted it on like. You, you wasted a favor from, like, the biggest spy organization on the planet on getting you out of jail. Like, I'm sure no. they would have offered you a bond or something. I think that's fine, personally. I don't. What Shoot, I have problems like, with... Someone had better be, like, dying for me to use that coin. What yeah. I have problems with is the fact that he hasn't used it thus far. <laughs> is like, he like why up... this specific time? No, why... Ha- How is he not using... Yeah, because he gets in trouble like every other weekend, it seems. How is he not like needed to get out of MSU get in trouble like every other weekend? Though? This is Britain. Yeah, I'm talking just like IRL. I Doesn't like everyone I get in got, trouble every other weekend? I haven't gotten in trouble at all. So Eggsy uses the chip to call the Kingsman. Harry comes and rescues him, and then he goes to the bar with Harry. But at the same time, they go to the same bar. Yeah, that's weird. Why? Why? They... Why? Is there not more than one pub in Britain? Yeah, at least pick a different one. Seriously. Like, you could have picked any other pub anywhere in Britain. But you decide that... Or, well, London. probably London. London. But, like, really... London's a big place. London is a big place. Somewhere I wish I could go. But, like, you picked that one exclusively. Just to set up this next scene. Yeah. It's one of the best scenes in the movie. To be fair, it's worth it. Oh, yes. It's totally worth oh, it. Oh, yes. That that huge, like, lapse in judgment provides one of the best scenes, I would say, in action films mm-hmm. in the past decade. So, they're in the bar, and uh, who is the... The, step, the stepbrother. Yeah, the stepbrother was like, hey, yo, bro, get out me pub. And... <laughs> <laughs> so... Get out me, pub. Harry, Harry was like, okay, fine. And they were walking out, and the stepbrother said something. I can't I can't remember what it was. Something British. It was, it was a British insult. It was a true British insult, and I didn't get it. But whatever. So Harry stops, locks both the doors, and then uses his umbrella to, like, there was, there was, like, a... Like a cup of whiskey. Yes, on the table. He uses the, like, the hook part of his umbrella 
to like throw the, the the glass back and it hits the stepbrother in the face and he then just goes we're gonna stand around all day or are we gonna fight and then he proceeds to beat the crap out of like his other four cronies <laughs> and subdue the guy behind the bar with like a sleeping dart mm-hmm. and it shows like the kingsman gadgetry with the umbrella turning into like a bulletproof uh shield and like shooting like riot pellets out of the front like mm-hmm. just all this other cool crap that he's got and it shows his proficiency as a um, secret agent to Eggsy for the first time. And Eggsy's, of course, freaking out because he has no idea what the heck's going on. And eventually what ends up happening is he kicks the crap out of everyone. Like, they're all down. And the barkeep also, which I thought was a little... I mean, I guess was necessary. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to, like, dart Eggsy. And Eggsy was like, I swear on me life, I'm not going to, like, say anything. And he believes him. So he doesn't do anything. So they leave. I'm pretty sure after that, he then goes to... He goes home. He goes home. And his dad heard about all this. Stepdad. And he is about to, like, kill Eggsy at this point. So... Like, he has a knife. He hasn't pushed against the door. He is, like, pointing it in his face. Eggsy is about to die. So then what happens is Harry comes on, like, over the loudspeakers or something, or he finds some way to amplify his voice through the room, and he scares the crap out of his dad, and Eggsy, he tells Eggsy to run, so then the the parkour scene with mm-hmm. him, like, running along the, like, the projects or whatever, yeah. that was a great scene, and it established his uh, flexibility and, like, agility. And with that Part scene, early. the parkour trend of the early 2010s was finished. <laughs> we were done. Yes. We were all like, we cannot beat this. And we just finished. Exactly. That was it. Mm-hmm. I have written down that there's a Taylor scene after that, but I don't remember. I do remember. Because um, then after that, Harry invites uh, Eggsy to go to the Kingsman Taylor shop. They go to the Taylor's. They go into one of the rooms, and then they pull a secret compartment, and then they take a train, a secret train. Uh, they take the elevator down, and then it's the secret train. Then it's the secret yes. train to the Kingsman HQ. Yeah. I love how he has written down, squeal, we murder you and your family. Yes. So Merlin, character, kind of like the brain, he's given a debrief to all of the probies for the Kingsman, and he essentially says, here's a body bag, write your name on it, Write your next of kin and write your blood type. If you die, we will mail this to your next of kin. And if you tell anybody about us, we will put you and your next of kin into this bag. Also, what like, a threat. Like, okay, wait, how are you going to send that? Like, through FedEx? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like wait up, no, like, hold up. You're just going to legit just send a body through the mail? I mean, I get if it fits, it ships, but, like, I don't think those are going to fit there, Chief. Especially two bodies. That's, <laughs> like... Cut it up and send it separately. I mean, yeah, but that's so much more effort. If it fits, it ships. At a low flat rate, boy. We're not sponsored by FedEx. I just said that to make the joke. But, like, that was a really good threat. So there's a point where Charlie and his guys start making fun of Eggsy. And then, like, they'll... Eggsy tells them to screw off. And then he talks to his other person. And in, like, true traditional bully fashion, they, like, make a joke, look at Eggsy, and then look back at each other. Of course. Why? 
Well, it's to piss him off. The, it's literally just to piss him it's off. It's like, I don't know. It irritates me on a fundamental level. Samuel L. Jackson is pitching to the president, which I think is humorous. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't show his face. It just shows the general outline of, like, the back of the head. So you know who it is. You just can't, like, mm-hmm. say outright that it's Obama. Next, we have the flood scene. Oh, um, man. First off, that's a great scene. who knows about the toilet thing? So I do, there's this point in the movie where they start flooding the room that they're all sleeping in. Yeah. And um, the solution is they see is to rip the shower heads off, mm-hmm. stuff the tube down the toilet, and that's how you breathe. Yeah. First that's a, off, that's an actual thing. Who knows that? How did you figure that out from this movie? No, internet research. Why are you researching that on the internet, Nathan? There are a lot of things that I researched on the internet. I won't ask any more questions. Don't. Yeah, I, I just... I, I loved that scene just because it shows, like, Eggsy's... Yeah, how would he be His high IQ plays, how? like, wait a second, they gotta be watching us somehow. And also, how is he able to punch that hard underwater? That's what I was thinking the entire time. Like, there, how is one man strong enough? After, like, what, 45 seconds of no air, how is that man strong enough to break through the glass? He, Hollywood movie magic, man. Because there's, there's just no way that's a thing. There's no way. There's no way. But, um... It shows Eggsy using, like, brute force to, like, solve an issue rather than, like, everyone else who, Who's like, thinking about the high IQ plays. But that's actually, like, a legitimate thing. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like sociology-wise, it's, like, how you're raised is, like, how you can solve problems. Yeah. It's, like, the con- it's like concerted something versus the, uh, the natural growth method. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm... I'm not a sociology major. I'm just taking a social differences and inequalities class, but I've actually learned a fair bit from it. All right. Uh, next, we have the Hamill death scene. Um, Aw. Mark Hamill. Aw. Bless that man. Bless that man. He did not deserve to get his head blown up. I think it's a little funny, though. It's it's hilarious, but, like, mm-hmm. to see Luke Skywalker's head go up like a pinata. Harry goes in to interrogate Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's character is, like, a teacher at Oxford or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, like... Because he knows he was with um, the guy who died. And he starts screaming in pain. And Harry's like, I did not grab you that hard. And then his head explodes. <laughs> and then, like, it's a, it's like a moving of the camera to show, like, Harry with, like, what I can only assume is, like, blue paint on his face. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, when you get those implants in your head, you get to choose which color your head gets blown up in. I mean, I would only assume so. I would love to see that There's a point later in the movie where they all, all their heads blow up and they all blow up in different colors. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming that Samuel L. Jackson was like, all right, in the case that, like, everyone's head blows up for some reason, we're going to make it in a fun way. Yes. Like, Uh, just if that ever happens in the future, I want mine to be yellow. mm -hmm. I want it on the record. I want mine green. Yeah. Um, I also the line, he'd made me kill Professor Arnold. I freaking love Professor Arnold. Yeah, that's a great line. This movie has some really awesome lines. And then Harry gets put in a coma because yeah. two other guys enter the room, which he definitely could have taken. He, they had guns out. Oh, yeah, good point. So then it, like, the camera pans to the, like, the two guys at the entrance, and it cuts back, and it's just the lighter grenade. Like He's got a gun. He's got a grenade out. He has got a grenade, and it's just the grenade sitting on the table, and then Harry jumps through the window, and the grenade goes off behind him, which I don't get why it put him into a coma. 
for long enough for him I'm... to grow like a huge beard. Okay, I got a lot of problems with this, actually. First off, how did that put it into a coma and didn't cause a concussion? Second off, how long was he in that coma? Third off, why did he grow, how did he grow a beard if it wasn't that long? And if it is that long, why wasn't it a thicker beard? Fourth of all, who trimmed his beard and didn't just shave the beard off? <laughs> was hey, Merlin coming in in the middle of the night and just fixing him up? Just in the... <laughs> In the because event, his beard is so well trimmed. In the event that he wakes up, did he, did he like, like wake oh, up? Oh wow, I got a trim. He's beard. like, oh jeez, I got I a don't. beard now. Like this bothers me, and I don't know. It, there's no reason it should. <coughs> this didn't bother me before this, and now it does. <laughs> also, rip who headphone is coming, users. Who is coming in to trim his beard? Hey man, it's probably the nurses. They don't, they don't want that stuff growing out of control. He's in a coma. Yeah, so? Just let him sit there. It's, it's easy to just shave someone when they're asleep. I <laughs> just like the image of Merlin coming in like, there, there, my sweet, I'll make you beautiful. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, a uh, PM scene? Okay, I don't know, like... Prime Minister. Prime Minister scene, that's it. So, um, you pick some Scandinavian country, their Prime Minister goes along with... Uh, a princess? No, some their Prime Minister goes along with... Samuel L. Jackson, the okay. princess, which becomes very important later in this movie and in the next movie for some reason. Oh my god, I love that. I love the end of this movie that we'll explain later. But like, go on, go on. The prince is like, are you mental? Like, this is ridiculous. And then she's like, all right, we're locking you up. We're done. Yeah, and then it, there's more shots of Gazelle cutting people up with her metal legs. Mm-hmm. Like, It's a nice way to establish... Her danger. Oh yeah, and the fact that she's like totally the James Bond esque weird sidekick to the main villain. Mm-hmm. It's like Odd Job or like Jaws in like um, James Bond movies. You have written here plot reveal. Yeah, the uh, it, there was a very clever. It was a very clever way for the plot to be. So when when Matthew McConaughey is that it, Matthew McConaughey? I have no idea. I'm, I'm not great with actors. When Colin Firth wakes up. Merlin and Eggsy come in, and oh, then yeah. they both look at, talking about oh, Samuel yes. L. Jackson's plot. And then Eggsy's like, hey, did you guys see this guy's expo? It just shows the V expo. And that's a really good way to reveal the plot without yeah, you know, exactly. it being like monologue. Also, the fact that Eggsy can just pick up this clipboard and like immediately know how to use it. And yeah. Merlin, Merlin's sitting here like, really? You're just going to take my clipboard? And then Harry <laughs> takes it back so from him. He looks so offended at Dude, that. he looks so mad. It's my clipboard. <laughs> I'd totally pick up a sim is the next I would. he's got. You know what? Even if it made you go like mental and kill everyone, it, I was gonna. I would go you know, mental and kill they, everyone anyway. They're the, mm, because they mm, worked on. Well, because they tell I you. I hope he st- kills me last. No, but. it tells you in the story that um, the the sim cards worked on people who didn't have them. Oh. Oh. Okay. And yeah. So good that, point. that's revealed somewhere down the line. And so because of that fact, I would totally pick one up because I was gonna. I'm probably gonna go violent anyway. Might as well get some free internet out of it. Good point. So, um, next is the skydive. Uh, well, the first sk- off, Eggsy's. Good thing in Eggsy. Yeah. Uh, whoever does, whoever released way early. Uh, it's Eggsy and Rox. Or, oh, way early or yeah, way, way late? Way, way oh, early. Okay. Yeah. Why? That, like, what, 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 what would have happened if your parachute was the dead? <laughs> just, like, pulls just, it's oh, like, shoot. It's not working. Like, oh, shoot. <laughs> well. Um, so, Eggsy's smart. He, he, was at, he got everybody into a thing. He was going to double up. And, like, I love how they had a plan and it was going to work. Like, and then, the plan like, was going to work, and, and then, then the everyone parachute. freaked out because of the plan. And I'm like, well, no, no, no. you had a plan together. Why are you guys freaking out? My favorite part was, oh, damn it, it's an odd number. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Exy's like, 
First off, he's I like, appreciate I, the I, math. I've got this plan all in my head, and then one other person pulls the shoot. I'm like, well, okay, all right, fine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn it, it's uh, the math thing is like, it's it made gave me a math chuckle. Of course, one it chuck. One it's a tier three vine. Oh my god, have you seen that video? I have. Good, unfortunately, it's a good video. So Eggsy's legs should be broken. Yes, they, they should. They totally should. Eggsy and Eggsy, Roxy's legs no, should be broken. No, I think Roxy might be fine because no. Eggsy probably absorbed most of the damage. No, no, like both of them. Hang on. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not saying break. if they had both landed on their legs, their both legs would be taken. But since Eggsy absorbed most of the shock with his legs, I think only his would be broken. Well, okay, hang on. So, no, because I, I know, and it, like, I know for a fact. Uh, hang Wait, on. watch this, watch this. See? Oh! His yeah. legs should be broken. His legs Roxy's sh- Roxy's might be fine. Roxy's might be fine. But Eggsy's legs should be shattered. Oh man, like 150% gone. Like there's also a really good part earlier where the cup falls, and I thought that was a really good way of getting us like what nervous. Falls? There's a cup. Merlin's coffee cup falls off his oh, desk. Oh yes, and that's a really good way of getting us like, oh man, they're gonna fall. Yeah. Uh, oh wait a second. I'm trying to see like the height. Oh yeah. What height did they release? They released, I think, at eight hundred feet. I think they said three hundred. Three hundred? Okay. okay yes. His legs would be non-existent. Um, opening a parachute at three hundred feet. Anyone Can you open a parachute? I'm sure. Cora, thank you. Cora. It's been a really long time. Main canopy is unfortunately relatively slow. If you open your main chute as low as 300 feet, the chute will probably not have time to completely open before you hit the ground, and you would likely have a very bad day. If you popped your reserve chute at 300 feet, it would probably open completely before you hit the ground, but it would be a close fit. I would expect at a minimum you would need to find a clean pair of shorts. Yeah, honestly. When I was skydiving, all student parachutists had a reserve chute fitted with an automatic opening at 1,000 feet. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is that they would be screwed. Is that they? Yeah, is that they'd be screwed. They'd be they'd be screwed. Like legitimately, they didn't pop open a reserve chute. They popped open the main chute. Mm-hmm. So the fact of the matter is, like, if you're gonna pop a chute that and this whole exercise, like, I get it. And if you if they pop the chute, maybe like eh, eight hundred feet, mm-hmm. that would still be cutting it really close. But that at least have more time to like you know yeah tuck and roll but like Mm -hmm. man so after that scene are we nitpicking we are nitpicking yes does this actually matter for the movie no this is just us being stupid and trying to make a funny podcast yeah and bringing up points that everyone else has brought up in the history of ever you know i try to stay away from movie reviews of a movie when i'm about to do this podcast good point so like i didn't watch anything before about kings i mean i've watched things like back back oh yeah back in the day yeah but i don't remember anything about them all right um so Ruth, like Rufus and like the two other guys leave, but uh, Eggsy and Roxy and uh, third guy, Charlie, Charlie, they all stay. Mm-hmm. And um, the oh, next up is Harry the and Samuel Jackson scene. Next this up, it's a good scene too. Okay, so I saw this when I was fourteen in the movie theater, and the first time I saw this, I I could not stop laughing when when Harry meets Samuel Jackson's character. Yeah. Um. Samuel L. Jackson has a big old fancy buffet of McDonald's. Yeah. And I could not stop laughing in the theater for the first time oh I saw this. Oh my gosh, like, it's so, and, like, it's so extravagant, his house, and then he just opens up the, like, the platter, and it's just a straight-up Big Mac. Every I, time, every time I see that scene, I laugh and I cannot stop. It's great. Best joke in the entire entire one. That I would disagree with, but that's one of the better ones. Uh, so, next up is the party scene. Which, of course... 
leads from the shot going from like here's your target and then it like goes into the party like, like in the exact okay, expression first off that that would never happen because human anatomy and... no because you would have to have taken that picture in the future and then sent it back in time good point now that's nitpicking too but like well no but like they could have taken that picture like with that no i'm sure i'm sure past but like still like it, it zooms in on the facial expression. That was a good way of things, but that was, seemed like a very cliche way of doing things. Yeah. Um, but they... It is a confusing scene, actually. The next... No, it's, no this, this scene this scene confuses me a lot. Honestly, like, I, I'm drawing a blank on what... I think they get, like, so dosed with, like, some chloroform. So or, they like, all have some something, gas or something in their drink, right? Yeah. Um, so Ooh, Charlie goes and tries to flirt with this girl. Of course he does. The target. And then he's like, he's doing an all right job. Um, he's negging her, um, which is frowned upon in most society. But he's doing an all right job trying to seduce her. And then what's what's her name? Roxy. Roxy. Roxy comes by, and she's like, you know, he's negging you. And she explains, like, the science of negging. And Charlie's like, yeah. And they have a conversation about science. It seemed more like they were flirting with each other at that point. Oh, yeah. And then Eggsy just comes by. This drink tastes awful. And they're like, ah, classic maneuver. I'm like, no, this drink actually tastes awful. I think this someone drugged us. It's great. I love it. So, um, but after that, it makes no sense. Because there are other people at this party, right? I'm assuming this is not a Kingsman party. I think it is. It might be, but... I think it is. That seems like they would have to get a lot of people for that. And they have the resources and then they to go dr- ahead and do that. Yes, but then they drug... The three of them, they well, okay, all faint, often, and then they have to carry them okay, out. Okay, well, wait, but how often do they have to, like, recruit new members, though? Like, this has got to be a momentous thing. Like, you don't have to recruit new Yeah, but new they member. should all be dead. Listen, I, all I know is that they're a secret organization, and somehow they can hire, like, a hundred actors to be in a party. Yeah, they, you can do that. Either that, or it's a real party that they didn't hook up. But in that case, why would they not be concerned about two men and a woman being drugged and then taken off? Yeah. I mean that that is it, but I would like to think like, this if is a I whole was, Kingsman thing. If I was an actor in a in a party for some fake organization and two characters got drugged, no, if three characters got drugged and then taken off, I would be greatly concerned and I would not act in that anymore. Although I think I would like to think that like everyone there like worked for the Kingsman, like, I, so they know. I can't imagine they would employ that many people. Because you have to have people that work the financials. You got to have people that work inventory. You got to have people that like do all the behind the scenes stuff. Okay, but I but like, like why would they have all of them like just a, sit at a party? A spy organization can't be just spies. All I'm saying is that this seems like a lot of people for some reason. Well, okay. Anyway, uh, so then they end up on a train track. Um, well, you know, they're like, "Will you reveal the secrets of the Kingsman?" And Exy's like, "No, son." And then he lives. And then, and then he lives because as soon as the train comes. The like the floor opens up mm-hmm. and that section of the track drops. Yeah, like I thought that was a really cool scene. That's really, yeah, it's a good. It's and then and Merlin shows up and he's like, "Do you want to watch Charlie's next?" And he's like, still tied to the change. He's like, "Yeah, okay." And then so Charlie, Charlie's under the interrogation now. He is asked, "What do you know about Kingsman?" And he's like, and he squeals. He's like, he squeals. He's nope. a total rat. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Nope, I'm out." Here's everything you want to know. Now free me. And the dude's like, bye. And he walks away. And he's like, that was a part of the deal. Like, what did you expect? This is a spy organization. They're going to test your loyalty at some point. No, no, no. I don't, not even that. If this was real, why would you expect a villain to let you go after that? You, he knows good you point. are an agent. Yeah, good point. They're... You cannot immediately validify that information he's giving you. Exactly. Why would you believe him that he's going to tell you – when he tells you he's going to let you go? Yeah. In addition, how would he even get him out before the train stops? Ah, 
Because he'd have to, like, cut them up, cut them off, and by the time he cuts them off, the train's going to have run them over by then. Yeah, good point. He was, he was screwed. He should have seen this. Charlie's an idiot. Charlie is an idiot, but... Uh, and then uh, Arthur comes and is revealed to be the guy who was interrogating him, and he looks like such a disappointed dad. Oh, yeah. No, 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 because... He's like, cut yourself out, and it's like, okay, but a train's going to run him over eventually. Well, no, but, like... Arthur is, like, expected him, of all people, to make it through. Because he was the last of the, well, second to last of the, like, elite. Yeah, the elite people to go through. Mm -hmm. And then it's just Roxy and Eggsy at this point. So How did Charlie cut himself out? That's never explained. He he eventually has to, because we see him later in the movie. I don't know. We don't see him later in this movie. Yeah, we do. Do we? Oh, yeah, we do. The very, very end. Yeah, I remember. Um... After that, Harry and Eggsy news wall. I thought the scene with the wall of newspapers. That was yeah, cool. that is a cool scene. I think that's a very, very nice memento of everything you've done. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I would totally collect stuff like that. If I was a secret me? agent, that's something I would do, 100%. Yeah. Next up is the Taylor scene. Uh, this is where Samuel L. Jackson meets Eggsy. Uh, it's a fine scene. Shows him some gadgets. It does a, It does a good job of setting up... The gadgets for later in the movie. During, like, when he's showing him, like, oh, um, like, the gadgets they use, one of the things they show is, like, a shoe knife, when you, like, click the heels together and, like, a blade pops out of one of the shoes. Harry says, okay, give me your best impersonation of a greeting from a German aristocrat, and Eggsy does the Hitler salute and puts his, like, index finger up to do, like, a Hitler mustache. Harry looks like such a disappointed He's so disappointed. He's like... No. no. <laughs> Although he should have known, like, really. He should have known who Eggsy was. Well, he, no, he should have known what Eggsy would have done in that situation. Mm-hmm. But there was also the one where he is, like, inspecting this lighter, and he he's, like, he's showing Eggsy his watch or something, and Eggsy's like, cool, no way, what does this do? And he's like, don't touch that, that's a grenade. And Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Yeah. And Eggsy tries to sneak the grenade out with him. Mm-hmm. I love that. Now and Harry's like, put it away. Like, do you oh. think he knew that he took something, or do you think he just thought that? He oh, would? he knew. Oh, he knew. I think, I think Harry would just be like the kind of person to say, put it away anyway, knowing that he would have taken something. No, no, no. I think he knew the whole time that there was one missing, and, and he took it. No, he took it at the very end, dude. I know. But like, I, I still think he knew. Then, then they run into Samuel Jackson when they close the secret door. Yeah, he recommends a hat place, which thank God they ran into him because they got he got a tracker in the hat. So after that, there's the last test of the Kingsmen, and you have to. They've been raising a dog this entire time. They are told to shoot the dog that Actually, they've been raising. I do have a piece of real life commentary on this. The GSG nine, the elite German counterterrorism police unit. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's part of their training. Uh, but I think substitute a dog with a chicken. They have to raise it and like care for it and do everything. And at the end of their training, it's like shoot chicken. And as soon as they do, it's like that's the last test. I'd have a hard time connecting with a chicken. I don't like dogs. I would have an easier time connecting with a dog than a chicken. Meh. I mean, yeah. He's looking it up. He wants to be sure. So they have to shoot the dog, and Eggsy won't shoot the dog? And that's really weird to me, because, like, that you've is... already gone this far. Right. Why would you not just shoot the dog? Right, exactly. Like, you... Someone has died. Exactly. You would have died. You are, were under the impression you were going to die for this thing. Why would you not shoot your freaking dog? 
Yeah, that, that is dumb, especially since they already know it's like... Like, they know that they test it's, them. It's a spy organization. They're gonna lie to you. Exactly. Of course it's got a blank in it. Harry, I love Harry. I love his Har sass. Harry's so great. So Eggsy steals the car of the Kingsman, drives it, makes a big threat to his stepdad, and then that gets driven back to Harry's house by Harry, and Harry is the sass master, man. He is. He is like, why would you not just shoot the dog? Harry, and then he gets like a message, hey, go to the Westboro Baptist Church. And he's like, stay here. Oh, oh we're at that point? Yeah. <gasps> yes. This is the best scene in the oh, entire movie. Oh, it's the, yeah, okay. So Harry ends up in a in a church. For a hate group. So, which makes, yeah. which makes the, un, like, the upcoming violence that much more, like, not deserved, but, like, just so right mm -hmm. in a way. So Harry ends up in a meeting of the Westboro Baptist Church. And he's just sitting there listening. He's like, something's going to happen. And nothing really ends up happening. Oh. And so he tries to leave. And this lady's like, hey, what are you doing? He's oh, like, the, the sass. And he the just looks sass. at her in the eyes like, I have to go. I have a date with my uh, black Jewish boyfriend who works at the abortion clinic. And then, like, a couple other things. Yeah, and at the I can't end, he's like, good day and hail Satan. I So hail Satan. And have a lovely afternoon. Yes, that's it. And I died as soon as he said that. I, like, burst out laughing in the theater. Yeah, uh, and then they all kind of murder each other in what is the... Listen, this... It's the most glorious scene, display of violence ever put is, to film. It is a all-the-same-shot scene. Like, it's all one continuous shot. Or at least they make it... They, make it, it, they make it out to be one long cut. Uh-huh. And then with Freebird playing all over top of it, the it's guitar amazing. solo in Freebird. Mm -hmm. It's oh, it's so great. So let me like, uh, I, I have background with Freebird. Please. So oh. there was this band at my old school with a couple of theater guys in it. Yeah. So Josh Shore and these are a couple other guys. They were in a band called Soup. Soup. And Lord. they uh, they played one song. They played Freebird. Oh yes. And so every single day at like dude, that's like a seven minute song. It really, though. it's a long one. It's a long one. Every day at theater practice, um, they would. When you know they both went to the school, yeah, they would play Freebird and they would just like do air guitar and just sing the notes. It was great. I love that song. Okay, but at the end of this absolutely like there are clips online of just that scene. Mm -hmm. You should watch. I'll link that one in the scene. show notes. Please do. But at the end of this scene, right, like Harry gets done killing like this entire church. Like, or at least most of them. A majority like, of the church. majority of the church. And, like, one of the best action scenes of all time. He walks outside to see Samuel L. Jackson, Gazelle, and, like, two other cronies or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Samuel L. Jackson is, like, he's so meta in, in just the fact that he's, like, so now I'm going to tell you my plan, and you're going to find some convoluted way to escape, whatever. But this ain't that kind of movie, and blows Harry's head like, like just like clean off. Mm -hmm. And it's and remember that line. This ain't that kind of movie. This ain't that kind of movie. Remember that line. And he like shoots Harry dead in the face. And Eggsy was watching this entire time, so he just watched his men are get like gunned down. Mm -hmm. And they just they leave him, and Samuel Jackson almost throws up because like he just shot him, and he doesn't like violence. Yeah. And I love how he's like, so that's what it's like to kill people? Like, this is this is horrible. And Gazelle's just sitting there like, yeah, it's a thing. You get used to it eventually. Apparently. I find that scene so great. Like, it's so sad and so somber because Eggsy's obviously not in the Kingsman. And, like, Roxy moved on and became um, 
Lancelot. Lancelot, yeah. So, like, it's it's sad, and it's like the saddest part of the movie. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah. You also have written here, OMG. Yeah, like because that scene is because that scene great. is just the best. Um, next up, they ha- they have the Kingsman meeting. Eggsy goes and finds Arthur. Arthur has been corrupted by Samuel L. Jackson. Which, which, how does Eggsy even get into there in the first place? I'm assuming he just walked up and wanted to tell him. I'm assuming because no, that well, no, no, he, no, but like I, he gets into the secret Kingsman room without even like. Well, presumably fuss. he would have clearance because he was the proby. But at the same time, wouldn't they immediately redact his or like take out his clearance? Like as soon as he dropped, he stole the car. He still has that car. What? Wait, the Kingsman car? Yeah, he stole it. Oh, yeah, right. He stole the Kingsman car. That's how I'm assuming he got back. Okay, that, okay, sure. So, Eggsy meets with Arthur, and they have a talk. Eggsy notices he's got a scar on his, uh, on his right behind his ear. So, all of these associates, all of these associates have a chip implanted into the back right of their ear. That's the thing that makes their heads explode. Eggsy notices this, distracts Arthur, and switches the cups. Yeah. Thinking that, you know, one of them's going to be poisoned or something. Anyway, it is, and he's got a pen that shoots poison. Like they, yeah. sh- they showed us that earlier. And then, you know, he they activate it, and he, you know, he dies. Arthur dies. Yeah. And what I like is that Arthur, as he's dying, has a more Cockney, I think it is, Cockney accent. I think so. So he loses his posh British British accent. And I like that because it's like, oh, this, this big associate of poshness and, um, like, wealth is actually just... The same as Eggsy. him. He's yeah. got the same accent, he's just hiding it. Exactly. I think it's a good metaphor. It's a great metaphor. Alright, now it's mission time. It's um, mission time. So, the the parachute scene that Roxy goes on, she gets shot up into the atmosphere, that is secondhand freaking me out. The oh, entire, I love as that. she is awesome. rising into the air, I'm like getting, I'm watching it through, through a you, laptop screen, I'm getting do nervous. You, do you have a fear of heights? I do. I have a big fear of heights. Alright, everyone, Grant has a fear of heights, so yeah, uh, take advantage of that. A, I don't go on roller coasters. I problem. love roller coasters. I, I love roller coasters. heights. Well, anyway, the, the parachute Ooh, was second hit. It's a window. I hate you. We're in the second story. That's not, I'm not scared of that much height. And I know I can't fall out of it. So I'll I'll trick him to go into the fourth story of the library and like just like looking. I can it. handle when I through a window. I just can't handle when there's no ground underneath me. Mm, sure. So oh well, the, technically there is ground underneath you, just very very far down. So the parachute is secondhand freaking me out. Uh, they did a good job of showing off the gadgets earlier. It's Chekhov's gun. You know, you show something earlier yes. and then you use it later. Uh, and it's kind of a bad idea to, to just use something without showing it earlier in the film. Well, yeah, of course. They did a good job of establishing all of that. Um, I like the line, there's no way I can hack past that. So <laughs> they Mer- go Merlin's in. just like this super like computer hacker nerd, and he's like, yeah, there's no way I can do this. Screw yeah, that. so that. they go into the secret base, and when they're in the secret base, they get into the internet, and they disrupt... <laughs> Well, the internet. Sat- they blow up a sat- satellite Be- and they try and disrupt the program that's going to send out the chips to murder everybody. Right? Yeah. Because um, that's the real purpose of those SIM cards. Yeah. Was like Samuel Jackson turns this knob and everyone's supposed to go into like complete pandemonium and kill people, which mm-hmm. they do partially. And those are great scenes too. Yeah. Those are like Westboro Baptist Church just like on a little There's a lower dude level. that falls onto a car. It looks like it hurts, man. Really? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's some point. Okay, and they're playing Casey and the Sunshine Band as like everyone's killing each other. It's such a happy song. It it's doesn't such... it doesn't fit, and it's so great that it's it a good contrast. Fit. It's a really fun contrast. Oh, yeah. um, there's a point where V scans his hand into the computer. He's like, "Yeah, 
I just I'm want in. A, yeah, I want the handprint, and then you know that's a good setup because later our, it explains why Merlin can't just hack into it. Yeah, it's it's biometrics, so it it only responds to the um like Samuel Jackson's like hand and like his like body whatever. It's hand, yeah, yeah. It's a good setup. I love the sass that Merlin gives to Eggsy. He oh, tries yeah. to like take a gun to go back in and shoot everybody, and and Merlin's just like, hold on. This is my gun. Yeah, right. I'll show you your, your gun. Yeah, right. And it's a great, it's a great like, you know, in all those action movies, you're like suit up, and they've got like they have a suit up scene. The, well, this that is the yeah, suit I'm up getting scene. the gun. Yeah, it's a literal suit up scene oh, actually. Up. But like in reality, and also they, because I'm assuming Samuel Jackson met with all the people beforehand, and they use. Eggsy uses Arthur's clearance to get into the bunker. Mm-hmm. Explain to me how they didn't realize that wasn't Arthur. Like, they met with Arthur, and I'm sure they have, like, a picture of I'm him assuming, in the database. I'm assuming they just hacked the picture and switched it out. Maybe, but, like, really? It, that just seems odd to me. But before all of, like, the craziness happens in the bunker, Eggsy, like, infiltrates the... Like the secret meeting room with all like the foreign dignitaries and whatever and the important people, mm-hmm. and then Charlie shows up and he's like, "I know what you're doing," and he tr- and he calls him out. And for some reason, the implant in Charlie's head, like Eggsy shocks him or whatever, and that triggers the implant. Oh yeah, no, the implant is canceled right. out. This is all stuff that happens in the sequel. It's not really important for this movie, but. Yeah. Remember, he electrocutes Charlie and the implant fails. Yeah, the implant fails and it blows up. Mm-hmm. And then, so they get into a point um, where we're, where Eggsy is in the... You know, he goes back in to go and stop V from pressing his hand on the board to stop all the all things. Yeah. They successfully blow up the satellite, but V is just going to borrow somebody else's satellite. So really, they've only delayed him by like 20 minutes. Yeah, they're like, hey, hey, bruv, can I borrow your satellite real quick? Thanks. I love your British accent. Hey, bruv. Hi. Hey, bruv, can I, I borrow your satellite? Thanks, fam. There's a big red line on the audacity. I'm assuming that's because it doesn't like your British accent. I guess not. Anyway, <laughs> um, so he's cornered in a corridor, and then he's like, hey, you remember that how everybody has the things in their heads that make them blow up? And Merlin's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, do, I'll get on that. No, And it, everybody's head blows up in an immensely amazing fashion. Now, what's the music they play? Is that like oh the... Dun, 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 dun. Pomp and circumstance. It, what I like is that they have it set to blow up in like a fashionable sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. Because they know where everyone's going to be sitting at this point. Darn but... those self-destruct buttons. Oh, yes. If so... They should have watched... Any episode of Phineas and Ferb should have shown them that self-destruct buttons Wait, are bad ideas. Oh, yes. Well, actually, they're good ideas because they were never caught by their mom. Phineas and Ferb no, 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 are the real things. ones of, like, sliding a fast one past your mom. Yeah. Like, they do that on, like, a daily basis for, like, the biggest stuff. They're the real Gs. They are. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's a great show. Um, then, you know, the princess. While the rampage is happening, everybody on this planet has Motorola's. Really? Yeah, it's kind of, it's more subtle than most product placement. But if really? I find the scene... Well, no, no, no. Well, no, no, no. no it's, back here. It, it, it's, it's back further. That no. guy has a Motorola. Motorola. That guy's Motorola. got a Motorola. He's got a Motorola. They's got a Motorola. Look, they all have Motorola. Well, I, think, I think they're Valentine phones, though. Like, I think... No, they just he just gave out SIM cards. Oh, shoot. And I think they say Motorola on the thing. Do they? Yeah, I think they, I, no, saw, I it. saw it. Yeah, that, okay, all right. I'm pretty sure those, they look like Motorola's anyway. They look like them. So everybody's got a Motorola in this universe. No one has an iPhone, the most popular 
Um, phone on the planet. Yeah, I don't even have an iPhone, but like, still, if you're gonna make a movie, most of your people should have iPhones. Good point. Unless you're like Tony Stark. He is the one man. I am can... Iron Man. Tony Stark can have a slab of glass and call it a day. Good point. So, while I'm... everyone's out killing each other, Eggsy, Eggsy attempts to stop Valen- uh, Valentine or Samuel Jackson. I'd like from... to point out people like in the Middle East that don't, or like anywhere other than Britain, America, and like Europe. They'd probably be fine. I'm sure they were distributed out worldwide. This guy's got connections. Like, I mean, mean, but I'm sure there are some parts of the world that are like, be, yeah, like, we're good. Amish people would just be fine. Well, yeah. Well, like, no, no, no. Imagine, no, they wouldn't. Imagine no, they wouldn't because remember you turn up the, the SIM card thing and they're all like murderous and things like without the SIM card. Yeah. So I think it's everyone. But I think they'd be outside of the range of it. Maybe. No, no. No, Amish people just, still are more bloodthirsty than the rest of us. Maybe. Um, just imagine a world where the rest of po- the population is, like, people in, like... It's just Amish. China, you got the West Indies, you got, like, that the general lower-income yeah. areas of the world, and no, you but, have no, the no, Amish people. Like, no, no, but as we saw from the Westboro Baptist Church, not all of them had the SIM cards, but they all still went ahead and killed each other. Well, yeah, but I don't know if they're going to be close enough to SIM cards because they isolate themselves. Well, I know, but they've got satellites. Like it's a global, yeah, okay. it's a global signal. I like, still don't think it would be strong enough, but I think it would be. But um, so they, uh, yeah, endless violence, they, happy music. It's a good time. They and, have a, they have a gazelle and Eggsy have a big old fight, and they do, and they, it's a pretty cool fight. They uh, jump onto each other. That um, no, the Chekhov's gun appears. What's that? Here, the you know, you know the thing that appears earlier. In the no, movie no, 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 no. What, what the is the shoe knife? Oh yeah, totally. Because the shoe knife is dipped with, like, this neurotoxin poison. In this really awesome slow-mo scene, hair, uh, or Eggsy does, like, this backflip, or this, like, yeah, backflip, like, shoe kick, and, it, like, Gazelle just misses him, but, like, manages to cut his tie, and as she, like, as he drops the tie, she looks at the wound on her arm, and it's, like, all black and, like, necrotic, and then she just drops. So that's the Chekhov's gun. We're going to watch the scene. I want you to pay attention to how their legs look. Yeah, okay. They're like jelly. I know. Like that. Yeah. They look like jelly, man. They, they do. Like, they don't honestly look real. But. Yeah, well, there you go. So, so Gazelle dies. Mm-hmm. And then. He takes her leg and stabs. Well, okay. I was going to say, like, there's this huge scene. And it's super tense because Eggsy's mom is under the control of the, the thing. And, like, Eggsy's baby sister is on the other side of the door. And Eggsy's mom is about to kill, like, Eggsy's sister. But Eggsy picks up one of Gazelle, like, takes off one of Gazelle's legs and throws it like a javelin straight into Samuel L. Jackson's chest to get, like, his hand off the controller. And he sees, like, the thing through his chest. And he's just, like, vomiting. And he then falls out of the uh, control room or whatever and onto the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Eggsy walks up to him and he's like, my master plan, it's ruined. And... He's, um, he's like, I'm still probably gonna live though. And Eggsy's like, this ain't that kind of movie, bruv. Call back, call back. Call back. And then Samuel Jackson's like classic, and then dies. It's yep. so great. And then Eggsy goes and has a sexual relationship with a princess, and the movie ends. Yeah, actually, there's a fight at the very end, isn't there? Is there? I think there's like a post-credit scene. Is... Oh yes, yes, there is the post-credit scene. I'm gonna pull it up, guy. Dude, I love. Okay, so I love the scene because it parallels the bar fight with um, with uh, shoot, whatever it is. And also, I love how it goes from playing like on the tape recorder or on like the boombox or whatever. Mm-hmm. It goes from that 
to like a, like a tape recorder on a, on a on an iPad. Okay, so returning the post credit scene basically mirrors exactly the bar the bar fight scene with with Colin Firth's character, except replace Colin Firth's character with Eggsy. And he does basically the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And I love that, like, all the cronies of the stepdad... They got, like, the... the they know. Oh, no. They're like, oh, boy. And the dad's just, like, does not care. And then Eggsy goes ahead and pegs him in the head with a mug. And they all, like, give that panic look to each other, like, oh, no. They're like, it's gonna happen again. <laughs> but that's how... That's the post credit scene of the movie. And it's so great. Mm-hmm. It's so great. So that's Kingsman. Or at least, like, that's the that's the overview of Kingsman. Did you like it? It's a good movie? I love that movie. Me too, man. Like, it's, it's good... one of my favorite spy movies of all time. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask, out of 10, what would you rate it? That's going to have to be a 9.5 out of 10. I'll give it a 9. Okay. 98. All right. So, um, and then rankings. Are, you gonna, are we going to rank it above Scott Pilgrim? Oh, hell yeah. I am, personally. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, I love Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, but, I like, The more. Secret Service is just a better film in general. Yeah. It's a more general film for general people. It is. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't you don't have to... Because, obviously, everybody knows James Bond. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to know, like, years and years of video game trivia to get most of the jokes. Yeah. I do. So, I find Scott Pilgrim to be a very funny movie. But Kingsman the Secret Service is a film anyone can pick up and enjoy as long as you like gratuitous violence. Yeah, yeah. Racy jokes such as the princess joke, which we are not going to go into since this is PG. We have gone into it. <laughs> Enough. Kinda. But yeah, there there was the whole debate whether that joke was sexist and it, It's not. It's not. It's just a it's, really it's bad an edgy joke. joke. It's it's funny though. It's a very funny get joke. Over it. I ne- I did me and my mom didn't catch that the first time around. I didn't thought I think it was sexist. I didn't think it was sexist. I thought it was very very funny, mm-hmm. but it's a very very lewd joke. Yeah. Like it is yeah, it's a it's a racy joke. It's a very yeah, it's a joke. But it's it's fine. But it's a it's fine. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I chose the first movie. Mhm. You chose this one, right? Yeah. So I get to choose the next one. Do it. All right. Uh, do you have Do you have the list? I do have the list. Hang on one second. Let me pull it up. All right. Want to do Shaun of the Dead? Sure. I think I have that on you. I think I've had that bought on YouTube. Okay. That's another one I I've, I've watched a fair bit. Yeah. Yeah, I've got Shaun of the. Yeah, we'll watch do Shaun of the Dead next. Cool. I'm done. All right. Let me log that in. Shaun of the Dead. That's a great movie. Do you have any closing remarks? Um. Go out and see Kingsman the Secret Service if you haven't. Watch Scott Pilgrim if you haven't. Definitely watch the Cornello trilogy, which is Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and This is the End. Those are all great movies. Oh, yeah, you have homework. Go watch Shaun of the Dead so we can talk about it next week. With that, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Grant R. Potter. You can follow me on Instagram at Grant R. Potter. And on YouTube as Grant uh, does things. We have a SoundCloud where we, where we post all of these. It's Grant, where it's We're Not Film Majors, I think. I believe. Um, we have a cast box. Eventually, we're going to get this thing up on iTunes. Ooh. It's going to be great. That is going to be great. I think we're, I've, I'm posting videos on the YouTube, uh, I think, twice a week. On the YouTube. Um, so make sure you check that out. Um, you don't have any social media? Uh, no. All right. If you, have any, uh, if you have any corrections or questions you want to ask, make sure to tweet them to me at 
Grant R. Potter. And then we will discuss them in the next video. Yes, and we will let you guys roast us. Yeah, I'm so ready for someone who I don't know to comment on our podcast. Oh, yes. Like, somebody just to roast my stuff uh-huh. real quick. Okay. All right. Well, with that, I think that's it. Yep. So, this has been Grant. And this has been Nathan. I uh, hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Yep. See you guys.